just wash your hair. No, I work on my hair a long time. You can hit it. He hits my hair. I just started coaching football. Like my little, my oldest son Anthony right. was like seven or eight years old, and he's, you know, he wanted to play football. So I brought him down to register him. Okay. And they were like sucker right there. Mm. So they drew me in. But like after like three or four years of coaching these little tiny like midget little dudes, yeah. I I just love the game. Yeah. I love the. The chess match in the game. Absolutely. Like the scheme. Yeah. So I really started to like I like with anything I do, I just do it all the way. Right. It's either all or nothing with you. <laughs> for the so, most part, no? Well, depends on what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. That's but, what I said for the most part. <laughs> I I just couldn't stop. I wanted to learn everything about the game and then I really got into it. So I started coaching like second grade, then fourth grade. Like within like a few years, I was coaching like sixth graders. And I didn't always coach my own kids either, you know, which I enjoyed. I'd like jump ahead, but um, I was like a clinic junkie. I would go to every clinic. I just loved the game. Yeah. So. Where you coach up at Secaucus, you said you came from? Well, I live in River Edge. Okay, I don't even know where that is. River Edge is like River Edge, Oradell, right next to Paramus. Okay, I know Burton, where Paramus is. Burton County. Okay. Well, you're so, north. You're north. Yeah, I'm a awesome. Burton County kid. All right. So, born and raised? Yeah, I grew up in Milford. Okay. I'm a Brooklyn guy. I was born in Teaneck. Okay. And I grew up in the Milford. And then, I, I'm, I mean, I moved out of my parents' house. So. I don't even know if I was 18 yet. Yeah. Yeah. I was gone. I was gone at 20, and I joined the military. But I had. I had. I wound up in the hospital before that. I would have been gone at 19. Yeah. Well, when I met my wife, and it's a crazy story because that has a lot to do with like the music and everything. Right. Like I met my wife when I was 20 years old at a at a at a monkey club show. Nice. Dan Nastasi is the person that you're listening to, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So. I, uh. No. We're over here now. We're over here. Yeah, yeah. See? Oh, you got I listen to it. You man. got small yeah. dub. Yeah. <laughs> We're over here now. It's, a, it's just a complete ripoff of Major Dice Clay. Getting, getting back to what, what we were talking about, like, um, <laughs> I grew up in the Milford. I got married. We moved to River Edge, this little town in Burton County, and we raised our kids there. They're like Riverdale kids. It's Oradell and River Edge. Okay. 
and I was coaching like Riverdale Junior Football, and then I got like an opportunity to be like a volunteer at the high school, okay, at like Riverdale High, which was, but I was like so, like I just wanted to learn, yeah. So I took advantage of it, and then you know I coached youth football for like 14 years, being a volunteer at Riverdale High School, like. So, and then about five, six years ago, I got offered a coaching job at Bergen Catholic High School, okay. which is like, you know, top 20 national high school football program. Okay. And uh, I got offered to coach there by the head coach, was this guy, Nunzio Campanile. And like, again, it was like an unbelievable opportunity to learn. You coached all aspects of the game, or you just more like a defensive coach? No, I'm an coach offensive. You were offensive. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. at Burton Catholic, I was like the running back coach, but like offensively. Yeah. You know, okay. so. Um, and I did that up until last year. So it was, you know, it was kind of cool. It's like coaching on TV, ESPN games. Oh, that's and all fucking awesome, game. man. But it's like, you know, separate, like another compartment of like my life. Sure. Like a football coach, it's like a compartment. Mm hmm. So, yeah, like my, you know, my kids play youth football, high school football. Both my sons play college football. Wow. So it's like just part of our lives. Yeah, man. Listen, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I love football. I just got out of a relationship, and now I'm, I'm able like to actually sit down and possibly watch a game tomorrow and not have to hear nothing. Yeah. I you hate watching I mean? it, too. It's crazy. Do you? Like, I like watching high school football games or maybe a good college game, but I'm really not into watching the NFL. No? Nah, it's like, you know. I don't like how it got all politicized. I could, you know, I, I learned how to separate shit. Like I don't care what you, you know. I don't whatever. like the me, me, me. It's true. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. No, I get it. Look at me, bullshit. Yeah, the whole show about nonsense. Yeah, I get, I get it. Now you said it kind of ties into music. Now, what was the first band you were in? Monkey Pop? No. Yeah. Well, I met. John Mills, okay. who was the drummer of Monkey Pup, yeah. and is still my best friend in the world yeah. to this I day. I saw you guys at the Zocco. Yeah. And his brother Chris, through, I know Chris through the tapeworm. You know the tapeworm yeah. for years. So, <laughs> I know you know, the me and Scott Dettino, the tapeworm, yes. went to high school together. Not that many people that, that nowadays that, that, that are in his life know him as a tapeworm. Well... There's, no really there's the Brooklyn and Jersey contingent that know him yeah. as the table. <laughs> Me and Scott got in a lot of trouble, man. We, uh-huh. you know, we. I'm sure. So, <laughs> you know, I was like a jock as a kid, and I was, I think I was like 13 years old, 14, and uh, <clears throat> I actually cracked my kneecap. That's gonna and, be a shit show. Yeah, it was like, and back then, man, it was like, hey, you crack your kneecap. Here's a leg immobilizer. See you in six months. <laughs> but when that happened, I, I uh, my neighbor, it's it's funny, my neighbor living in the Milford was like, hey, I just bought a guitar and I'm I'm learning Randy Rhodes solos. Okay. And me and his name is Ed Furman. Okay. And he wound up being the replacement guitar player for Scott LePage in Hades. Hades. Right. Okay. So me and so it was it was you know and you know Ed's a great guy. Mm -hmm. He was into like he wanted to be a solo guitar player. Like Ingve Malmsteen type deal? Crazy. Like <laughs> Randy Rhodes, Ingve yeah. Malmsteen. Yeah. And I always loved music, you know. Sure. And at that point, we were 
were like playing guitar, learning. I was learning how to play rhythm. He was really playing solos, and I would play the rhythm. He would play the solos. We were like learning, like. Blizzard of Oz. We would play Sabbath songs, Ozzy awesome. songs, and but I was always like, "Yeah, man, I'll play the rhythm." And I even to this day, like, I always felt like if I learned music, how to read it, and really understand it, yeah, I would never be able to write songs. Right. Like I, to me, you play the guitar, and if it sounds cool. Then, then it could be a good song. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I really sure. don't give a shit about the art of reading music. or Not that it's not important. Of course it's important, but if it sounds good, it sounds good, period. If it sounds good, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that'll overcomplicate the issue. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. Yeah. So, that's how I started playing guitar. And I went to high school with Scott Catino. He knew this guy, Chris Milnes and John Milnes, mm -hmm. and they were going to start, they had this cover band called Predator. I see, I never knew that. And <laughs> okay. I went down, like, you know, I, as a freshman, went to Catholic high school, and I was, you know, eighth grade, I was learning how to play guitar, I, like, had like remember the uh, the Def Leppard the the Explorer the Black Explorer Def Leppard guitar yes, like, yes like, I did photograph or yes. whatever and I played like literally I played Battle Axe okay I tried to play Battle Axe Battle Axe Quiet like, Riot Quiet Riot right, okay right? I just wanted to make in sure like my Riot freshman song. talent show That's at sick. Paramus Catholic High School okay and <laughs> I don't think I was very good man you know what I mean but like like, Probably I, not. I was not. Like, to me, like, solos are about if it adds something to the song, if it, like, if it's natural, yeah. do it. But right. Don't just no. throw it in there just because. Yeah, you know. Like, it has to have two solos yeah. in it. And back then, like, I, you know, I was, like, writing ditties. Yeah. Could be 50 seconds, could be two minutes, but they were, like, ditties. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I started playing, like, some cover songs with those guys. Uh-huh. And right away, I was like... I got a riff. Yeah. I got this. I got, you know, and we just started to, like, write music. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and if you've listened to that shit, like... I know all of it. Right, but, like... Well, like, Can't You Take a Joke stuff? Can't You Take a Joke stuff. You know? I think I still have it on cassette somewhere. I don't even have a copy. No? Nah, I, I have it on cassette somewhere. I haven't somewhere. listened to it in so many years, you know? You can probably listen to it on YouTube. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, probably detached. Have. Like, that was one part of my, like, you gotta understand, like, you know... I wrote... When did that record come out? That was, what, 89? Names and years... Yeah, nah, shot? Shot. 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 But I do know okay. that the first record contract we signed, Torrid Records... Torrid, yes. signed Hades, mm -hmm. came to see us play at the Paramus Roller Rink. Okay. It was like, oh, I don't know, battle the bands, whatever. Yeah. And they were like, we want to sign you. And Dan Lorenzo, the guitar player from Hades, had a lot to do with that, hooking us up with them. Okay. And, like, my first record contract, my my parents signed it. I was 16 years old. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. legally do shit. We recorded Can't You Take a Joke. I, I think I was 17 years old. Or really? Something like that, you know what I mean? And you were on an independent record label, and you had yeah, a record out. records. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Robber Records. Robber? Thieves. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know, we thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and and you gotta right. understand, like, 
I wrote Can't You Take a Joke in a boy in a man's world so fucked up on cocaine. Okay. Because I was just, I had issues, you know. Uh, like yeah. 14, 15, 16, 17, really probably 16, 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I was just doing like well. legitimately addicted to cocaine. Right. Like wake, like to wake up, couldn't, really bad. But I wrote, physically dependent I wrote on those too. first two albums lit up on blow. Really? And it sounds, so when I listen to it now. It brings you back, your stomach starts to fucking Yeah, it like brings me back to like, Oof. I wrote these at three in the morning, like, you know, we want your money, 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 oh, money. Right. Like, you, but I'm saying like, yeah. so, <laughs> and, and the reality is like, for the time, I loved it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was a product of what we were listening to, the people we... Like, sure. Like, every band yeah. is a product... Of your influence. Of whatever your influence Absolutely. Is. So you could listen to Mucky Pup stuff. It's totally influenced on... I mean, I was... Became a huge Dead Kennedys fan. Right. Yeah. Like... Same here. Jello Like, absolutely love them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, same here. And... Influenced by, you know, thrash metal, influenced by whatever it might have been at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that all those, that late Anthrax. And, love, you know, still love yeah, the Anthrax. I mean, first Anthrax album. Like, yeah, yeah. Joey Belladonna stuff I'm a fan of. And then I kind of tuned out after, like, Persistence of Time. Like, there's that four records, yeah. like, Among the Living, Stadium 4, yep. Persistence of Time. Like, that whole area, I'm all in. They're, yep. like, my favorite band as a kid for a while. Never forget when to go see Anthrax play a little more. Oh, I saw them too. Right? Yeah. We did an independent album, uh, All Borough Kings, just for the fun of it. Me, Dave, Sean, and Booch. Okay. And I said a line in a song. I got my face... Booch is John, by the way. Yeah, Booch is John Mills. Yes, I just hit in the audience. (laughs) I said in the song, I got my face rearranged at the old Lamore. Mm-hmm. We went to go see Anthrax. Dude, somebody... My nose was in my eye socket. No shit. And one of the bouncers at Lemoore was the guy that reset my nose. Nice. He was so out of her mind, Tom. Like, uh-huh. and it just kept going. Yeah. He reset my nose, and, you know, oh. it's a very, it's a different day and age. What was that, 1980? Five, six. I saw. I, I didn't see the Anthrax that young, that, that early. I mean, if it was eighty-five, I was ten. Eighty-six, eighty-seven. I don't know. I, don't I, saw, I saw. I saw them at Lemoore's at in eighty-nine on the Stadium Euphoria tour, and they went under the name Satan's Lounge Band. No, were, this was before that. Yeah, that, that was before. Yeah, I saw Anthrax in '89 at Lemoore's. Yeah, I'm forty-eight years old. Forty-three. Yeah. So it makes sense. I'll it's, be forty-nine next week. Yeah, I just turned 43 in September. But yeah. But I'll never admit that. I'll never admit that age. No, of course not. <laughs> no. So now, see, I met Scott, the tapeworm, not when he was in Mucky Pup, because can't you take a joke? I was too young at that point. Like, I wasn't hip yeah. yet. Scott was the original bass player right. of Mucky. Mucky Pup, actually. Right. I know and, that. You know, we were all having our issues, man. Yeah, and, man. And, you know, but... 
my issues were maybe a little bit more under control. I don't know. But they weren't because let me tell you something, man. These were all out of control. I was 18 years old and I had that day. Indestructible. And that was the last, you know, I'll never forget it. Scott was there. Yeah. John Connor was there the night. Like, you know, I I OD'd when I was 18 years old. And I mean, multiple, like hours and hours of multiple convulsions. Really? Yeah. And that was the last day I ever, yeah. ever. But that wasn't at a club, was it? That was like an house. It was in a house. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's fucking, you know, backstage, and, yeah. you know, somewhere. But everything in excess, man. Everything in excess. Yeah, man. yeah I'm the same way. So we, we it, was the be- it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. It was the greatest thing that could have happened to me at that point. Right. Was that I would get my life. Like, I really felt after I survived it. Yeah. Because, like, I woke up in the hospital. Yeah. Like, because I had eventually fallen asleep and never woke up. Really? So I woke up, yeah. And, you know, you got a house full of cokeheads. Nobody's calling an ambulance. No. So. No but one wants to look at the The people that were there, like, they took care of me all night. Like, I remember, but, you know. Yeah. So it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. It was the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. Yeah. Because I was so young, and I really felt like, holy shit, like, I'm so happy to be alive. Yeah. And it took a long time to get over it, but it is what it is, man. Yeah, man. I hear you. Like, like, yeah, like I was saying, like, I met Scott through my sister when he was in the original lineup of New York City Strength. Yeah, Strength with Mio. With Anthony, it was the, the original lineup was, was Splatter. Splatter, yeah. <laughs> Splatter, Mio, TK, and the Tapeworm. And we used to go, I used to go and hang out. At, I was young, man. I was like 14, something like that. I used to go yeah. to Fastlane to just watch him rehearse and hang out. Yeah. yeah. And then Splatter was gone. I knew he was Scott living. Mecca. Where was he living in? in Who? Scott. I don't know exactly where he was living. He was living in Brooklyn. Or, he was. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, and then I know that he wound up moving in for a little while with my friend Tommy yeah. Mitchell. And he's doing great, man. He is. He's in yeah, Saipan. He's, it was all, I had it's to, so funny because I thought he was in Taiwan for all these years. And then I found that like it was... the same thing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Taiwan, Saipan. Yeah. It's over there. It's great, man. Mm-hmm. Comes in once a year. I haven't seen he him. Came to that. This is hardcore pre-show. I was there. I saw yeah, that was the first time life. I saw him in like twenty Big years. John, yeah. That was the first time I saw him in like twenty years, at least. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, because like we have each other's number. He's like, oh, you know, oh, he'll hit me on Facebook. Oh, I'm coming in, coming in. We have to. And there was a couple of years where, for whatever reason, the week that he was in, I couldn't meet up with him. He comes down to see his mom. Yeah. Once a year. That's awesome, though. And I'm Which glad he's awesome. doing good. His mom is aces. Mm-hmm. Great lady. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I met him back then. That was like '89, '90. Yeah, so I was like 14, 15 years old. Because their first demo came out in 90. So that's when I met him. Yeah. But, um. Got by 90, so much shit already happened. Oh, I know, but that's not my fault. I was yeah. 15, you know. I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then there was. Alright, so then you had. Can't you take a joke and then. Boy and a Man's World. When was the first time that you guys, like, actually, like, left New Jersey and started playing besides, like, right after Can't You Take a Joke? Yeah, huh? I mean, in all honesty, I graduated high school in 88. Right. I'm pretty sure we left to go to Europe, and and we were really one of the first bands to go to Europe. Really? We really. I mean, how old were you when you went? I don't know. I mean, I know bands went before us, but not many. Right. So, can't you take a joke? And we got a call from uh, 
I forget the name of the tour company. I know right. the guy's name was Johan. Okay. And we went over to Europe for like a 20, 30 day tour. Really? We had no idea what we were getting into. We had, I mean, we were. I was. 18 years I old? had just graduated. I don't even think I went to my graduation. I think I. We actually went to Europe. Like we packed up. Sick. And went to Europe. I was 18 years old. And the album came out. And off we went. And we had no. And it was unbelievable. It was like the first show was like. 300 people. Really? And the next show was like 600 people. And the next show was like 200 people. And the next show, I mean, I was like, what the hell's happening here? Like, yeah. It was like, sick. You know, just a different world. But, you know, I I assume the record was doing pretty good there. And, Mm -hmm. oh, it's like comedy core thrash metal. It's fun shit. It's always more fun. I mean, yes, there's some serious songs. It's immature. It's, like I said, it's the product of where I was at at that point. Absolutely. Lyrically, musically, it was like learning how to write. But, like, look, like, you know, it's so different from, like, how I write now or, like, what my mindset is in terms of writing, you know? Like, I really don't want to write funny stuff. Right. You know, I mean, I'm fun whatever but I'm saying yeah. like you know it's I'm it's so detached from where I'm at sure but yeah, anytime sense. you do something if people dig it mm-hmm. then you know I I'm grateful that it had its time and yeah I'm grateful yeah and you were in monkey pop obviously from the from its inception until yeah. when can't you take a joke right the touring for can't you take a joke obviously then we went back in the studio to record boy in a man's, man's world. world which is a classic record a lot of people consider yeah. it a classic very record, different man. sounding than can't you take a joke yeah i like the way it sounds way you know way more actually yeah but uh i re- we recorded a boy in a man's world and you know, I I like the songs on A Boy in a Man's World much yeah. more than I did when I was into it. But okay. after we recorded A Boy in a Man's World was when I left uh, Mucky Pup. After we recorded it, before the touring, I left. Okay. You didn't return. You, you weren't on Now. Yeah, it was, of course. You were on Now. Yeah, so you left, and then they came back, and you rejoined. I left. After we recorded a boy in a man's world, saying, that sure Sean, shit looks like you on the now. Fucking yeah, of course, it is, yeah. of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Sean Kilkenny right. filled in for me playing guitar. Dave Niebuhr was now the bass player of Monkey Pup. Dave Niebuhr played on a boy in a man's world. Okay. Scott LePage, actually the original guitar player from Hades, played bass on Can't You Take a Joke. Okay. He replaced the tapeworm. The tapeworm. Then Scott was already in the point in his life, relationships, he couldn't tour. We got Dave Niebuhr, who was yep. just a kid from Rivervale. Yep. Doggy Dave, people yeah. go back in the archives. Yeah. I did like a 15 minute thing um, with him at a Dave is a great bass player, totally into it. We did a boy in a man's world. Super nice guy to me. I love that guy. Yeah. I mean, I love everybody. Yeah. I really do. Like, yeah. Even, like, I don't have. Very little hate in my heart. Same here. Yeah, Yeah, people can annoy me, but I get over it really quick. So Dave was the bass player, but I left. Sean did all the touring for A Boy in a Man's World. Okay. And I just kind of left, like, you know, at the time, I think me and Chris were having, like, some personal issues between me and him. I was 
more of the writer. Okay. You know, Chris also wrote some really, you know, he wrote songs as well. Yeah. Look, anytime you're in a band, like, you all write the songs. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You have to. Like, to me, the magic of Doggy Dog, if it's magic or whatever, but it worked because it was me, Dave, and Sean, and John, like, in a room, banging it out. Organically, so, right. together. Like, if I, you know, you know how long, like, I walk in and be like, hey, I got this idea for the song. And there's a lot that happened in between there. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, uh, like, who the king, who the king? And they're looking at me like, are you out of your mind? And I'm like, no, 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 no. But, <laughs> like, without Dave and Sean... You know, and us banging it out and play, and without their influence in the song, it would never be the song that it turned out to be. Like, right. you know, that's kind of like the, yeah. you, the same thing with Monkey Puff. Like, yeah. I'd have this idea, I got this, you know, and I, and I write a lot of lyrics. Right. And I really write songs wrapped around what is the hook, what is the chorus. Right. And even though it's like, you know, Mucky Pup songs that are like totally silly. Like, but it'd be like, like Hippies Hate Water. Right. And but it's like, you know, I kind of have the chorus and then write the rest of the song around. Yeah. If it is a chorus. Right. Um, but Chris wrote his style of songs, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's who you're working with at the time. Like, I love John Mills. Like, right. You know. Yeah. Guy's a phenomenal drummer. Yeah, absolutely. Phenomenal. Yeah. Chris Milnes is a phenomenal singer. He's a, a, an amazing frontman. He really is a great entertainer. Like he's hysterical, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, and and I and I love the guy. Yeah. I love him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I'm grateful that I got to play with him. I know? always like Chris. I yeah. met Chris great years guy. and years and years ago. You know, and it's like I, I distinctly remember. I don't think it was the first time I saw Mucky Pop, but it was one of the first, I'm guessing. It was like 91, 92 at the Marquee yep. in the city. It was. We opened up for Leeway. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And we just record. Now, here's the thing. It was like, like the Icemen, you right. guys, and Leeway. That's right. And, and here comes the baby Chris, and he has like a half a diaper on. And he had, yeah. he had shades on, you know, black shades yeah. with one lens out, yeah. and his belly all out, and he starts to sing. Yeah, but that's, it makes it funny, and he starts yeah. singing the song that he's the baby, and yeah. it's hysterical. Yeah. Like, that shit is burned into my brain. And that's like his, like he wrote that song, that's his song. You know? Right, it's like, well, that's why I always call it, that's the baby Chris to me. You know, that, <laughs> we actually, that gig was right after we recorded Act of Faith. Now, I only played on bits and pieces of that album. I wrote like four, maybe four or five songs for it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, like... And that was when Junior came in. Junior was playing bass. Right. You know, so... um, Chris LaPlante. Right. Um, You know, Chris, Chris Milnes has done a lot... For a lot of bands, I'm sure he has. He's a music lover, yeah. And you know, Chris is the type of guy like you know we were doing really well in Europe, and he was seems looking, that way, right? A lot of bands do so much better in Europe. It seems like I, I say I, I find myself saying that a lot yeah. with people who are in bands. But you know, and we did you know we did pretty good in the states, like you know, but not not. As good as we were doing in Europe. Yeah. He would look to take bands that like he liked and be like, Come come to Europe with us. Yeah. You know, first time Biohazard went to Europe. 
Chris Mills. Really? Not, yeah, like, yeah. they came, you know, I was there as well, but, like, yeah. it was Chris that did it. Yeah. He wanted to bring him. Yeah. Brought leeway to Europe. I'm not sure if it was their, I, I think it was their first time they went yeah. to Europe. Yeah. Brought, you know, and he, want, like, he wanted to do it. Like, he, he's a music lover, yeah. you know? And, I just want to backtrack for one second because it just popped in my head because you mentioned Biohazard and now you pretty much, you know. Who came up with the whole concept of Three Dead Gophers? Chris wrote it. Chris wrote it. Yeah. What's the meaning behind sure. that? Yeah, and I hate the, what's the meaning behind but what's the meaning behind have, that song? I have no idea. Three Dead Gophers all named Harvey? I have no idea. Who the fuck is Harvey? It's just, you know, that's, but like, <laughs> let's face it, like, that's what that band was. It yeah. was like, funny, goofy, <laughs> yeah. comedy, you know, and it, it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always, uh, yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's like 30 Jeez, years right. ago, you know. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think now came out in 92. Yeah. Yeah. Because then Act of Faith, I think, came out in either 93 or 94. Yeah. We yeah. recorded now. It's a long I was, time, man. It's crazy. I, I, I was on tour with Murphy's Law in Europe. Okay. Around that time? Came, yeah. Okay. After after I left Mucky Pub, I was kind of mowing around, like kind of experimenting with stuff. You know, I was, play, I was making some music with uh, Dan Lorenzo, who I talked about before. Yeah. We this thing, uh, number nine, or nonfiction we were doing. Okay. And, uh... The nonfiction that I opened had, up the th- last yeah. Trash Bash? I don't know. Okay. Did they? They were one of the bands that played the last Trash yeah. Bash at Lamar's. Um, yeah. Alan Tecchio is the singer of nonfiction. Okay. Before, I'm not really familiar. Before him, me and Dan just, you know, I, I was just like, and then uh, and then I had the opportunity to audition for Murphy's Law. Oh, shit. And that was 1989, maybe? Wow. So... Okay. Which was just an unbelievable opportunity yeah. and experience. And, I mean, those guys... Like, I remember the first time I walked into audition, it was, you know, Doug Beans, Chuck Valley, Jimmy. Rest in peace, Chuck. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just... Just a beautiful person. That's why I, I, I never such, knew him, but I've heard such a fantastic person. Yeah. Kind of soul, you know? Yeah. All those guys, like they, they treated me like yeah. all great people. Yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy, I know Jimmy, and Jimmy's Jimmy's a sweetheart. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was, I guess, after Todd Youth left Murphy's Law. Another one after Back with a Bong. Yeah, and you know, they they treated me so good. Man. Yeah, and and we were very like you know, and that was, I guess, part of the issue is like we were just very different. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was completely straight. I didn't have a drink of alcohol. From 18 years old to 27. Really? I didn't. I. I haven't smoked pot since I'm 18 years old. Right. I haven't done any drugs since I'm 18 years old. I started drinking when I was 27 years old, a little bit. Yeah. And maybe there was you know, probably. But I'm. You know, I, I really don't drink alcohol. Right. If I drink it's alcohol. It's not a problem. Well, I drink Jägermeister. Okay. I don't consider that booze. You know. Nah, it's really. It's like not. a different. It's different. It's different. But if I drink, I only drink Jägermeister. Okay. But, uh, you know, we're just very different. It was like hard, like, it was their thing. And 
I was like so grateful to have the opportunity to play. Sure. And but like a lot of things, like it was their band. It wasn't my, you know. Right. It was theirs. Yeah, and you're coming into this. I was coming into it, and they're like the real deal. And, yeah. you know, we were just different. Like, I was straight. It was hard for me to, like, adapt to the whole thing. Of course. But it was such a fantastic experience. And all of them. And I just talked to Doug Beans a couple days ago. Yeah. And uh, love Doug. Love Chuck. I mean, I love them all. Love, yeah. Like, you know, Jimmy. Those yeah. guys treated me so good, man. Yeah, man. And I felt so... I felt terrible when I knew, like, hey, this this is... It's just, you know, it's not me. This isn't my... You know, yeah. I, I'm always looking to, like, I want to write music. I want to, you know, record. I want to... Mm-hmm. And it, I just... I knew, like, it wasn't... It wasn't mine, you right. know? Yeah. So... You know, and, and we wrote some, you know, pretty, really, I love the stuff that, like, me and Chuck and Doug Bean, like, I love that. We wrote some really good songs. Which is right. We wrote a bunch of stuff, and okay. it just never came to fruition. Ah, uh, okay. Like, played, you know, around the States. Like, I I think the first show I played with Murphy's Love was at the Chance Theater, I think. Okay. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's up in Poughkeepsie, right? Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like, there's, like, 2,000 people here. <laughs> Like, yeah. it freaked me out. Yeah, man. man. But it was, you know, I loved playing with them. And let me, and it's those guys could play. Like, yeah. Doug Beans is phenomenal. Chuck Valley's. Yeah. I mean, best bass player I've ever played with them. Like, the fact that I got to play with them was, yeah. like, incredible. And Jimmy awesome. is, I mean, he is the best. Best front man. Front man. Yeah. But it's because it's real. It is. That's who he is. I know. It's you know amazing. I mean? Absolutely. Because he, it's, it's. He doesn't even have. I, I, he doesn't even have to try, man. No. That's who he is. That's who, yeah, and exactly. that's why people love him, and that's why people love because the man. Because if it was anything it's other, real. yeah. Because if it was yeah. any kind of a phony shtick or whatever, people would smell through that shit and be like, nah. But it, 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 that's him. He's always like. Yeah, I always say like that's you know. Yeah, everyone's bullshit detector would go off. But yeah, it's yeah. fucking real. And, and Jimmy's and I, I can't, never hear me say a bad word about Jimmy Gestapo. Why would you? Exactly. The fucking guy is the Don. Yeah. Yep. And he's doing well now. And, you know, he had a little health thing going Thank on. Thank God, man. But now they're back there touring. They're playing yep. again. Yep. Like, almost, like, like, didn't skip a beat. Well, we'll skip go see a little bit of a beat. They're playing at Stan, Stanhope House. Yeah, I think I saw that. I thought I saw yep. that flyer. Yeah. So, so then, I know we're skipping around all over the place. No, listen. There's no fucking blueprint. Um, so... When was it? All right, so done with Mucky Pup, basically, and then entered Doggy Dog? Uh, yeah. What's the timeline on that? I played with Murphy's Law. Well, you said dates when you shot, so. Nine. Okay. Into probably the beginning of 90. We were actually in Europe on tour. I think that was the first time Murphy's Law went to Europe. Okay. We went to Europe. And we, we were there for quite a while, man. Really? Probably like a month and a half. Was it like a legit tour? Did you have to like fucking sleep on people's fucking floors and shit? Half of it was, and half <laughs> of it was a little rough. Yeah. Know? Like the first half with the guy, Johan, that brought Mucky Pup to Europe. Yeah. Was the, the first half of the tour we did shows with him. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the tour, I believe, we did shows with Mark Anuta. With the, okay. The very, very beginning stage. We played in... Uh, 
We went to Italy, to, hmm. I don't know, maybe Spain and Portugal. I have no idea. I yeah. can't remember anything. Yeah. But, uh, and that was a little bit, a little bit rougher. But yeah. again, like... I'm sure people reached out to you. You didn't have like, a problem. They treated fantastic. Yeah. Got treated fantastic. And, uh... And I, I, I believe, you know, and then as soon as that tour was over, came back and literally went right into the studio with Monkey Pub. And we just started recording the Now album. And, you know, I had material that I had written, and we just yeah. went right in. Yeah. And just started recording it. Did the Now album. I had met my wife in, nine, uh, I was 20, so... 1990, I met my wife. Okay. Did the Now album. I remember I met my wife, and a week later, we left on tour for the Now album. And, we, and I'm not going to say I brought Chris, Chris. We brought Biohazard as the opener. Sick. Great tour, man. I'm like sure. so many great memories. And let me tell you something. Like, and, and you know, these shows were you know, 800 to. 1600 maybe 1200 600 whatever yeah and biohazard was just, first of all they're all fantastic people yeah but they just crushed it. yeah and, and and i don't, I don't i'm not even sure people even knew who they were like dude but they their first album was out and they would go out there and just crush it yeah and p and very different crowds right yeah. but that's the great thing is like monkey pup have more of like a not as hard of a crowd. Right. And they got an opportunity to see Biohazard and people like, loved it. Yeah. Hard. And those dudes, man, Bobby Hamlet, they're spinning around. Yeah. And, and they were just fantastic. Yeah, man. You know? That first that first Biohazard yeah. record is it's, it's my favorite by them. People think urban discipline. Not me, man. My, my, that first record, man, is fucking I tell everybody my favorite Biohazard album, people think I'm out of my mind, but I love it. Yeah. Because they're the album that I love the, the and, and I love all their stuff. Right. Mataleo. Really? Not the whole album, but dude, there's like I love those ditties, like yeah, really, uh, yeah, I dig it. I think yeah, I love it. That's a first. I love how it sounds raw. I love like control, like I just love that stuff. Really, you know. Um, I like waiting to die. Yeah, you know, I just dig it. Yeah, hey, listen for me. It's you know? for you. That's all good. And bro. I love, like I, I love the second album. Uh, of you course, know, I love no, State no, of the World Address. Yeah, and know. State of the World Address, like the guitar, Bobby's guitar work on State of the World Address is um, fucking ridiculous, like, man. But like, he is like so talented. Yeah, you know, I'm not talented like that. So to me, those guys are like, yeah. man, how can you play guitar like that? Yeah, like how can you react on stage the way he does? Like. Like just loves it. He's yeah. real. How He's you, spitting. How do you spinning. play guitar like that? I know. You know, I did it when I was really young. Yeah. Now I'm like 11 surgeries in. <laughs> you know, I am. Yeah, I believe you. Like four knees, four shoulders. I have two. I have two fake discs of my neck I just had done. Fuck. I just had it done like six months ago. You're like a half a robot. Yeah, I am. I can't. I can't even move now. Like, I just can't. You know? Yeah. I'm not like an old guy. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Nobody's got. But we did. You know, all the touring for now. You know, the states, Europe, and uh, that. Now remember, when we did the now out, Sean and Dave, right, were 
the bass player and guitar player for Mucky Pup. Right. Sean was playing in Mucky Pup in my place. Okay. And when I came back and we were started recording the Now album, I don't know what the between them I don't know what happened, right. but Dave and Sean immediately started their own band. Right, okay. And they picked, you know, picked up a drummer, and John was the singer, and the original name of the band was actually F Troop. <laughs> and, you know, when I got done with the Now album and the touring and everything, I literally just told Chris and um, John, like, hey, I love this girl. Yeah. I'm going to marry her. Right. I'm getting married, and... I'm done with the music. I'm done with the touring. Like I, you know, and I really like. I was just burnt out. Okay. You know, I also like was thinking about my life. Like I need to have a real job. Of course. I, I never made money off music ever. Right. It's not like it was like this income. Right. We go to tour. Yeah. We go on tour for. We go on tour for you know a month, and I come home with nothing. Yeah, of course like, not. Like yeah. I, I don't know who. Like I don't know if anybody made any money. Like I have no idea. Probably nothing. So we had nothing to show for those you know, those early days. And Dave and Sean and John Connor, like jamming in Dave's basement, and they were like, "Hey, come down, listen to what we're writing," you know, blah 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 blah. And I did. I I went to Dave's house in Rivervale. They're jamming in the concrete basement, and they played two songs. Okay. They played. Fun King, huh, yeah, and I think Strip Song Great. or Psychorama. Okay. Or no, not Psychorama. Yeah, uh, Funnel King and Strip Song. Okay. They played them so fast. Yeah. It was like, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam. You know, like, yeah. Bam, bam, bam. And I just started jamming with them. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this would be awesome. Like these, like we're we all great friends. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get to just jam with my buddies, and this will be like a little side thing. Like it's awesome, you know. And right away, I was like, hey, let's slow that down a little bit. But I like what they those two songs that they had written. Yeah. Like really inspired, and I wanted to, I wanted to definitely write like more polished I didn't want to write things that were really funny I really right. you know I wanted to like write songs yeah and you know and I've always been like a songwriter yeah you know like and I love to do it like even when I, I didn't play guitar for like four or five years I'm like I just take my iPhone I'm humming stuff like I write songs whether I'm playing guitar or I'm not playing guitar yeah. you know? I just like to do it yeah like, so those two songs though we started to jam them we slowed them down and those two songs really inspired me to like write a different way yeah and then I it's like it just started to pour out but the thing with that is like you know I've song like you know if these are good times and it goes and but it was the three of us the four of us together putting them together yeah. you know Sean being like hey try Dave is great at being like hey try this hey what about this like and it's just like you know it's like any great band that writes together yeah you know so it comes through there's man. always somebody that like writes more of the material maybe yeah but it like I've written songs that I thought were great I did you know I guess you're technically like couple solo albums I mean the first one I did was like garbage yeah you know? like some of the ideas would have been really great songs yeah. if I had done them with 
Doggy Dog. They would have right. been great songs. Yeah. But it didn't work out that way after yeah. the EP and All Borough Kings just didn't work out that All way. All Borough Kings is still in rotation to this day. That fucking record is yeah. incredible, dude. I love it too. I just I hate the way it sounds, but I why? I, I like the way it sounds because burn. It's fine. It's, it's, it's good. That it, it adds to it. The original tracks sounded so good. Like I'm like the guy. I forget the guy. Jason Casaro, maybe he was like the engineer on a Soundgarden album. But regardless, like you know, that's who they hired to do the album. He burnt the thing. He he just crushed it. And, you know, I, I don't like the way the album... I mean, look, I dig it, you know. But I thought it could have said... The album could have sounded so much better. In what way? The guitar sounds... like they, The original track sounded great. Just It's like the output or something. You know? Okay. I don't know. It just got, like, fried out. All right, but, you know, I, but hey, like I love the, I, I, you know, it's fucking classic. It's yeah. fucking, it's my favorite yeah. shit. What, well, who came up with All Borough Kings? That name, John, the album title? Yeah, uh, Prop John. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe me. Maybe Dave. I mean, what, 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 what label was that? Roadrunner. That was that yeah. was Roadrunner. Shout out to Howie Abrams. I had him on too. Howie Abrams is fucking aces, man. Smartest <laughs> fucking guy. Great guy. Yeah. Awesome, man. I listened to uh, Merciless. Yeah, him and Ill Bill. Yeah, love yeah. it. You know? Mm-hmm. I listened to episode. I listened to the Todd Youth um, yeah. episode they had. And what a shame, man. Yeah. So talented. Uh, again, like, yeah. real. Like an original, you know, the guy. Great songwriter, great guitar player. Such a shame, I mean. Yeah. I really, my heart goes out to his daughters and and everybody that, like, listen, I don't, personally, I don't know, like, we're not friends. Right, me neither. I mean, I literally talked to the guy two times in my life. Yeah. And I messaged with him. Yeah. When I heard the fire burn, I sent him a message. Right. And I think he messaged said, me back like, "Hey man, thanks." Like, yeah, I think I'm telling you, I, I, I don't want to twice. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I don't know, me but either. I'm a fan. Absolutely, I'm a fan. Not be. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. Yeah. The real deal. The real deal. Yeah. I mean, from everybody from fucking so creative, Warzone to dancing to playing with fucking. I mean, Ace in all honesty, and, it's crazy. That Fireburn album, mm-hmm. that EP, yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, the Blood Clot album to oh, me is my God. phenomenal. Up like, in arms is a Fucking phenomenal! That first song, I mean, all of it, dude. Great, fantastic, great, I mean, unbelievable album. Yeah, you know? it's fucking um, awesome. It's, it's a shame that it was short lived. Yeah, and I, I don't know how well it did or not. I, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's, it's still out there, yeah. and people should fucking listen. To it. Yeah. I, I love the first Blood Top record too, the Burn Babylon Burn album. It's yeah, fucking incredible. Danny did. Yeah, Danny yeah. Chula was on there. Yeah, but yeah. Scott Roberts. It's a little too heavy for me. Yeah. Uh, it's so good, but it's so good. I love like. Like that raw, I like fast hardcore music. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like flat out. Too. Yeah, like I am. I just I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, from 
Born to Expire oh. to the last Sick of It All album. I love great. The Did first, you hear the newest the one? Fir- the newest Sick of It All? I downloaded that shit the second it was possible. The first song that it's fucking incredible, and it was it was like surreal because they're like my favorite band ever. They're my favorite. Like like I was. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not like trying to jack them. I'm just saying like to me. The greatest band in the world yep. is sick of is sick of it all. I agree. Um, I agree. And I don't. I'm talking about band because yeah. those guys. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Well, you know how they do it? It's it's who they are. It's, it's real. real. They're all it's in real. shape. Yeah. Look at look at look at fucking Pete they, flying around. They create masterpieces. They do. Yeah. This latest album is phenomenal. And, uh, the the album before what was the uh, the white cover? Um, the, um, the, uh, last act of defiance. Last act of defiance. I was gonna say road less travel, but phenomenal that was phenomenal album. Oh, yeah, dude. every song yeah. is fan unbelievable. Yeah, uh, you know my favorite my favorite album period is just look around. Okay. And admittedly, when I heard the first Sick of album, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, I was not that I wasn't a fan of it, but it wasn't. You know, I was like writing like stupid songs about you know Ronald Reagan and yeah, bullshit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I that's top three all time. I didn't get. Records. I didn't understand it. It right. was so heavy, and but like just look around was one of those albums that like changed the way that I thought about music. And they switched. Up musically yeah. a little bit too. I mean, it's heavy yeah. as hell, but then there's this. There's Born to Expire. Born to Expire. Yeah. Is the record that turned me into monster a influence on so many everything things. I wrote with Doggy Dog. Like, it, it, like you're lying if you say that you're not influenced by the things you dig. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would say the three or four albums that like influenced me the most of my life were like. Doors, right? You know, you ever hear that song? I want to tell you about a Texas radio and the big beat. Yeah, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> like yeah. the groove of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many albums. Like the old Dead Kennedy stuff. I loved uh, it. You know, the Dead Kennedy stuff really was the thing that like. Yeah, it was like man. the Mucky Pup kind of blueprint sure. a little bit with like more like trash and vibes. Mm-hmm. But. Um, no, you're bullshitting. You're like everybody is writing, and everybody is a product of what they love to listen to or what moves yeah, them. Sure. You know, like how does this be- like how do they like for thirty years they they're just oh, and the same member and they're just banging it out. Yeah. Like, I don't. It's I am. Crazy. I am so. I'm like I'm so grateful that like they. Keep making albums, yeah. and, and they're—it's unbelievable. And they're all awesome, and like, like, I, I get was, to listen to them. Yeah, you know? and what's crazy is they've been my favorite band for God knows how long. And talk about being grateful. I got hit up by Jerry Farley, who who did the record, mm-hmm. and I fucking had a small part in that record. I'm doing gang vocals on that record, on the yeah. music of it all. Yeah, like that is a that's sur- again like I don't that's a surreal thing. You know, like, I really don't like. I don't know those guys. Like I don't. I mean, that was the first time I ever met Armand personally. Yeah. I've met Craig several times, and I've met Lou yeah. several times. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I've met him a couple. But like, I'm not like we're not. We're, 
Right, no, I they get it. They might not even know who the hell I am. Right. I'm, I'm sure they know who Dan Nastasi is. Ah, whatever, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, like they are right. just oh, absolutely. Incre- live, incredible. Ne- never disappoint, ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, man. It's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, you know, people say hardcore is dead. Uh, it's, You're dead if you think hard. Like, how do you... It's, 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 it's incredible. It's a stupid statement. Pack them in. You know, these bands, like, they are... They, 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 have, front. they have sustained the test of time because they are the real deal. Mm-hmm. AF, Murphy's Law, Sick of It All, like forever and ever. Like they can, they, if they can play when they're 75, they can they still will. do it, man. Look at Vinny Stigma. Vinny Stigma is almost 65 years old. Vinny's the tour. best. We did a tour. We did. He just uh, got his hands tattooed. He's 65. We <laughs> we did a resistance tour. Okay. Me, Dave, and Sean recorded this album called All Borough Kings just for the fun of it. Okay. And I thought it was a great album, actually. It was like, you know, fun, upbeat. I thought it was a cool album. Okay. We did as like a little side project thing. And we got asked to do the Resistance Tour with Hatebreed, Biohazard, AF, us, a band Discipline from... Yeah, I, I, yes, right. from England? Yeah. Are they from England? Uh, no, this, I, I'm not sure. Discipline. I think they're from I, Belgium. Belgium, okay. But they were a great band. Yeah, they, I saw them. They're they like played, a great band. Though, like, yeah, do you remember that? Very commercial, actually, but like... Serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was a there, there was the club called Southpaw in Brooklyn. Yeah, they, they, I saw them play. They played there like several years back. Them like yeah. Wisdom and Chains, and that's another yeah. great band. Wisdom, Wisdom and Chains, awesome. We played this. We played, great I played band. a show with Eddie in Philly. Like when I first started, Eddie just, Yeah, okay. I start first started just playing some gigs with them, and and you know. Obviously, I started writing a couple songs for him and stuff. So we played a show with Wisdom and Chains, who I had only seen one other time. Oh, they're so good. I was blown away. They're fucking incredible. And the singer's phenomenal. And yeah. It's like, you know, I'm 48 years old. Like, I'm so lucky I get to see, like, yeah. you know, bands. It's just incredible. Yeah, man. Phenomenal band, man. Great, great guys. Yeah. Fucking I saw a really young band that I really liked, Who's too, that, that night. Uh I'm terrible with names. Okay. Turns Regulate? Time. Regulate, okay, yeah. They played this song for last year. They're from Long Island. That's the kid that's got like the flying V guitar with um, the long hair? Possibly. Ponytail? Yeah, I think so. Really good band. Man. Yeah. They were pretty good. I mean, they had, they were getting after it. Yeah, you know yeah they're mean? from Long Island. They, they have a nice buzz going on. They've been yeah. around for a little bit now, yeah. a couple years. No, I don't listen to a lot of like new music, really. Right, me neither. Um, I listen to the same 50 records, period. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but, like what I like. Man. Yeah, same here, but yeah. then like there's certain bands like like Wisdom and Chains from their, from their first record all the way up until their recent one they yeah. just put out Nothing in Nature Respects Weakness everything there's something about yeah. those five guys they can write a fucking song man yeah great I'll I tell had, you what I I'm, I'm going to literally download their albums because oh, it's so I, good. I don't have one of their albums oh bro I don't it's hard, but it is groove. You yeah. can sing, sing to along. it. Yo, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of I saw them play live, actually, and it inspired me to, like, rewrite a song that I had just... I wrote this song. 
<coughs> excuse me. I, like you know, I mean, I always like write, I have like twenty five songs in the bank right now, but sure. like I change them, I rewrite them. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, you know, like I write them different ways, you know. Yeah. And I saw them play live, and they had this great like sing along in the beginning, and it inspired me to like change this song I wrote, "Kings Never Die." Yeah, I have this great. You know, I think it's a great song, right? But like. I rearranged the song because I saw them play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and how would the crowd react? They're just great band. Yeah, great band. And, and here's the thing: they could, they they're a great band. Yeah. You know, they those dudes. It's like sick of it all. Like, Armand play that shit. Phenomenal drummer. Oh, Armand's a fucking you know what beast. I mean? yeah. yeah. I mean, Pete is a, a great guitar player. Yeah. Like, and how the fuck he does what he does on stage while he's playing. Professional, man. He's never he's on pro. the stage. He's always in the air. Pro. Yeah. Pro. You know, Craig's a great bass player. Yeah. You know, Lou's just phenomenal. I don't know how he does it. I night don't know after night after night after night. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, it's raw. It's like so real. It's yeah. Unbelievable. It's unreal, man. Yeah. That's good shit. So now, you wound up. How did how did you come to an end with Doggy Dog? Because uh, you did play, you did play with children. <laughs> okay, <laughs> makes sense. Here, here, here's the simple of it. We we start. Okay, no, we can. We started playing gigs, right? Doggy dog. Okay. And they had a couple songs. I came in. I was like, Hey, how about this song? How about this song? And and I and I'm being honest. Like those two songs they had really inspired me, like to write and just started to put together songs man like it's like that and in the doghouse you know hey i got this idea and then show me like how about this and dave would be like how about this and we really ep we really put together like totally together we started playing gigs and john doesn't do the rappy rap part from in the doghouse he doesn't do the allboro kings version that makes me mad I am fine. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, but, I know. Um, I was going to steal his microphone at the beginning no, of this like, talk off. You know, John is just fantastic oh. front man. Oh, he absolutely he's is. Great. Yeah, he's great. I had so much fun watching yeah. you guys at yeah. that, that pre-show with the talk Yeah, that was fun, man. It was fun, it was man. Fun. I love playing shows. I haven't seen Doggy Dog in years. I love playing those Doggy Dog shows. There's so much I fun. I told him, I'm like, hey, man, anytime you guys want to play, let me know. Fun yeah. shit. Um, I love playing those songs. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I completely What was the question? I don't know. Oh, how did that? So, (laughs) we started playing gigs and recorded a demo. I gave the demo to Howie Abrams. Mm -hmm. Howie came to see us play, I think, at the Bond Street Cafe. And, like, right away, he was like, so how serious is this? Like, you know, because Howie doesn't play around. Right. And he was A&R Roadrunner. Yeah. And he was, he wanted to sign the band. Awesome. Yeah. So, but he wanted to get the EP out right away. And we went up to this studio up in Woodstock, Nevesa or whatever. Okay. And we recorded the EP. And, I mean, they put it out, like, within, like, I could be wrong, but, like, a month or two. Yeah. And I remember the first show we played after the EP came out was at the Academy Theater. Okay. It was... Dog Eat Dog, Clutch, Oof. Biohazard, and Onyx. Sick. Right? Now, we had only played, like, little club gigs, Bond Street, nothing, you know, Studio One. Yeah. 
And you know, I was never at Studio One. Oh, it was, it was a, it I was, was a, a I was different a, time period. Because man. I'm a Brooklyn kid, yeah. so that's in Jersey. We I was took, always we ripped laws. the sink out of the wall and threw it out the window. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, sometimes that has to happen. <laughs> Listen, these but, things happen sometimes. <laughs> you know, um. Academy did with Onyx and all Yeah, that. I'm sure Howie got us the gig, you know. Yeah. And Biohazard guys were gracious enough to let us on the gig, whatever. Was that when they and filmed, was that when Drew Stone filmed the Slam video? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Well, Onyx yeah. Biohazard had to have been around and that I, time. And I remember, like, we were supposed to go on first, like, when we first, and then the EP just came out, and I remember at, at the club, I think, like, the order got switched. They put Clutch on before us. Really? And I don't think they were too. I, I I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't, I don't think they were too happy. About I don't know about them, but somebody was not happy about it. Right. But I remember Clutch, Clutch now. Clutch, I mean, Clutch, Clutch played great. You know, great great live band. Sure. And I remember they used to have the curtain, well, and the, the curtain, right. curtain closed, and you know whatever, like, you know, setting up our stuff, right. blah 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 blah. You know, um, you can't see through the curtain. And I remember actually Luke Kohler, who I don't really know personally, right. but I remember he was standing right next to my amp. So this is like, in my life, this is the, the greatest show I ever played because I just, it was yeah. so, it was such a great show. And look who you saw. And I remember I was like, and I took my guitar and I was like, you know, I started, I played like something and I could hear like, you know, and I looked over and sure Lou wouldn't even remember I looked over and he was like he gave me a look like and I'm like holy shit is this thing gonna go off right now like, yeah it's, it's about to fuck you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, holy crap you know it's Lou Kohler like I you know he's giving you like these big eyes I don't know what he was but like I was yeah. like hey hey like holy crap yeah so I'm telling you man John had this little banjo wasn't even in tune uh -huh. he starts playing it the curtains open it Dude, it was the first time in my life that I was like, whoa. Uh -huh. We started playing It's Like That. It was like, the place was jammed. Such a great show and like a great opportunity for us at the time. Mm -hmm. And the whole night was so great. Biohazard was unbelievable. Well, that was like, that, like they had the slam onyx thing. It was like phenomenal. Yeah. But it was really probably like my favorite show that I've ever played. Okay. Was that show? It really was. Man. Yeah. It was incredible. We, we had just done this little EP. Like we played club. Like we would, you know, draw pretty good, and pretty quick. Mm -hmm. But you know, didn't really realize like, hey man, maybe people like this shit. Yeah. You know? And it was just do. such a great song. And right away we went right in the studio and started recording uh, All Borough Kings. You know, because we then we had like who's you know we had these are good times. No. Fronts, which is another interesting story, how that song got written. Yeah, what's up with is that? an interesting story. We we started playing like we played Limelight, and we were doing my favorite club ever. We were doing really good. I love playing the Limelight. We some shit going on back there, bro. bro I know. I used to but, try to find. That was my goal to try to find all the weird shit going on back then. Yeah, yeah I was trying to stay away from it. I wasn't. But, I was trying to find myself. I was to get involved. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, man. We were we were gonna play at the limelight, and we were supposed to do a song with the Beat Nuts. Okay. And they had this song that was like, uh, I wanna. 
smoke, drink beer, and smoke some shit or something like that. Okay. And I think the original idea was like we're gonna play the song with them. So just like when we we would like record a cover, like uh, why does it hurt when I pee? I would be okay. I'm gonna figure out how we're gonna play it. Yeah. <laughs> and I took their song, and they had this weird bass line. The song was like around them, and. The music for No Fronts really, not not what it became, right. but it was really inspired by the song, I Wanna Something, Drink Beer, and Smoke Some Shit. Right. And, yeah, and I don't think it ever happened. I, I think either they canceled last minute or whatever, but yeah. kind of had like this rolling bass line that, that wound up changing. And yeah. but the song just, musically, it just fell into place, you know? And, John was, came up. I, I'm pretty sure John came up with no fronts, no tricks, no soapbox politics, whatever. Yeah. But like every like every great song like that just comes together. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I also remember. I'm pretty sure like when I was like, hey, I got this song. It's like who the kid? They were like, that sucks. Yeah. What the? And I was like, no, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. But that's how like that's how really great songs get written. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not they're great, great songs, but no, they're great songs. To, to us, they were. Yeah, you know? they still are. You know, so it's crazy. It's always the collection of people. Like I could never write dog eat dog, Allboro Kings type stuff without Dave and Sean and John. There's no way to do it. Like it's it's a collaboration of the of those guys, you know. And I think, like, and let's be honest, like with me out. Everything's gonna change, you know yeah, what I mean? It's all like, different. it's gonna change. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, you know, I just wrote this song with Eddie. Yeah. Right. And I don't care, like it's leeway, MIC, whatever. Like, right. I. I, I was like, hey, yeah, I'd love to write sure. some songs with this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I say it a lot. He's the reason. I think a lot of the reason why I became like a hardcore kid. Yeah, that's what Leeway at Lamore is opening for Suicide yeah. Tendencies, and I changed my whole shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but let's face it. Like, let's be honest, man. There's only one Leeway. Oh yeah, and you know, like AJ Novello is yeah. like. Sure. He's like first two phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I love all four of those leeway records. I love all four of them. Each and every one of them are different, but you can't fuck with Born to Expire and Desperate Measures. Yeah, love that. Love like it's fucking like it's perfect shit. They influenced, they changed and influenced so many people, me included. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doggy Dog is would be lying if like it was influenced. Of course, by like we loved it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Um, you know, though it was a little bit was like you know hip hoppy, and that was the, that the sign of that time. Well, of you course, know? So, you know, look at like yeah. like Eddie Leeway, you know, in, on Desperate Measures, they do that thing, the two minute warning, where Eddie is like rapping. It's like that yeah. whole thing. There was that slam. Yeah. Biohazard thing going on. Yeah, All the, you know. Yeah. Sign of the times, stuff. man. Sign, Sign of the times, times, man. Yeah, it, was, it always seemed like all those bands, like Doggy Dog, Mucky Pup, Biohazard, Leeway, all those bands, they all played together a lot. There was a whole circle of you guys. Yeah, and all the bands are very different. All of them, yeah. Very different. Absolutely. You know I mean, yeah. These fucking phones. Yeah, I know. Smartphones, dumb humans. Um, you know, like... Did you hear the I'm Your Pusher song? Of course I did. What do you think? I, think it's, I think it's great. If you think it sucks, tell me it sucks. No, I don't think it sucks. But the reality is, like, 
I, I even like Eddie's Truth and Right stuff. Yeah, I like Eddie's voice. If Eddie's yeah. on it, I like it. Yeah. I, like I love his voice. I, 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 I like. I started to write some songs with Eddie. Like obviously, I'm writing all the music and everything. But like, I wanted to do leeway some justice. Right. But it's not. It's not. It's not leeway. Like to me, leeway is AJ and Michael Gibbons. Right, but you, and yeah, but you have to be yeah, but you have to separate it though. You're not going to be able to recreate Born to Expire and Desperate Matches. You know, like I'm not like but, again, like that's those guys are the real deal. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I am, you know, I don't, you know, people say like, oh, are you in leeway? Like that's I'm, a good. That's because my was used to saying, but. This is like, a, you know, it's 20 years later. It's a totally different thing. Like, the thing is, you know, like... 20 years later from since what? When was the last time that, you know, when did Des- Desperate Measures come out? When 92. Year? 92. So this is 2000. I mean, you know, we're talking about 26 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's fucking crazy. You know, like... I... I wanted to write some songs with Eddie. You know, I wanted to do it. I think Eddie did a great job on the song. You know, like, I had this pretty cool song. I was like, hey, man, I hope this song does the name Leeway NYC or whatever. Like, I hope it does it some justice. I hope people that are Leeway fans, like, dig the song. I, I, but I, the, the reactions that I see is everyone thinks it rules. Great. That's awesome. That, that's what I've seen. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like... Say, but like you know, just like if uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to explain. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> but the reality is like, first of all, I re- like I have always liked Eddie. Yeah, me too. And I am like. I was like, hey, I would love to, like, write some songs with this guy. I think the guy is, like, super hardworking. He is. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. I always look at these bands, like, you, like there's the original band, and then, like, there's always going to be other guys that come in, and now, right. you know, like, you know, AJ, I believe he still plays with the Chromags, right? Yes. It's, well, and that's like, and that's what happens with, with Craig from Sick of It All. When Sick of It All isn't touring, Craig... He, play, he plays with the Chromags. Craig, yeah, Craig, Craig, I had People want to hear those songs. Man. Yeah, they don't have to write no new shit. Like the Chromex don't have to write. Nobody yeah. wants to hear a new Chromex song. People want to hear Age of Quarrel. Period. Yeah, that's it. Murphy's Law doesn't have to make another record. They want to hear Cavity Creeps all day right. long. You know, it, there's yeah. certain bands that don't even have to make new shit. I don't think. Yeah. I just like. I wanted, like, I know that, like, Eddie, he wants new music, he wants to put out new music, and I, like, you know, I jumped at the chance to be a part of it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Jumped at the chance. Like, hey, man, like, but I wanted to really try to do, even though I know it's a totally, like, he says it's a different phase, it's a different band. Well, it is. But it is. there's people that lovely way, and I'm one of them. Me too. And... I didn't want to do it and, like, kind of, like, not do the name a little bit of justice. Sure, I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
I worry, like, hey, man, I hope people dig it, you know? Yeah. Well, what I and listen, it, it's it's definitely, it's also a little different. Like, it's it is years later. 2018. Production of albums sounds different, sure. you know. But yeah, absolutely, man. No, I dig it. I like the song. I dig it, too. We have another song, The B-Side. Okay. That, uh... I'm actually, I might go in tomorrow and finish the tracking on it. Okay. That's the cool. one I put together, like a seven inch, and obviously the single got released. Yeah. And, um, take it. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Man? You know? Yeah, but but it's sh- funny, like, you, you know. have shows planned? Like, I right? could never consider, like, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm playing with Eddie, like, this Leeway MYC, but, like, there's only one Leeway. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to see those guys get uh, together and play. Like, I would just love to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would love it. Me too. You know, I think awesome. a lot of people would. Yeah. It'd be great. You know? Well, Pokey plays with... Yeah, he plays with it. Yeah. With AF. You know, you got to get AJ. Michael Gibbons. I had him on the podcast. I mean, yeah. you know... I, great guitar player. Man. Amazing guitar player. Great. You know, you know, like I feel bad, like, like w- when I play a show with Eddie, right? Like yeah. whatever it is, you know. Like I can't play like those guys. It's different. Like I, has different I just feels. can't do it. Like right. I, I just, I'm not as good as they are. You know what I mean? Like I just do the best job I can do, and the reason I do it is because like I love the songs. Yeah, like that's it. You know, you know them. Love it. Yeah. How many times have you hear that? I heard yeah. that shit. You just yeah. know it. Yeah. It's good shit. Yeah. You have any shows? Do you have any shows? We're playing December eighth. It's like the single release party, I guess, or whatever, at okay. Blackthorn Fifty One, December eighth. Okay. This so, will come out right before that, I believe. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because I have a couple in the queue. Oh yeah, you got them stacked up. I do. I do that on purpose because the winter time, and if it snows, yeah, like it happened. Like I think the Luke Kohler episode. I did one with Lou, and I did one with three of the guys in the band from at their studio. When I listened to it. Yeah. The first one that we did with just Lou, that was postponed like two or three times because of snow. Oh really? Yeah. Like and Lou, Lou was out. I don't know where he is now, but he was out in Jersey somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I have to respond. I, I work. Does he live in Jersey? I believe so, yeah. I don't know what part, but he does. But um, I have to respond to snow because I work for the Board of Education. Yeah. So if if the snow, you know, one flake hits the ground, I got to respond. Salter. (laughs) Shovel, whatever the fuck, you know. So... So I like to stack them up with the winter coming so I can remain as consistent as I can with dropping one a week. Cool. You know what I mean? I so, love them, man. I think they're great. Thank I you. listened to the one with uh, with Howie Abrams. Yes. I listened. I didn't listen to the one with Michael Gibbons, but I'd love to listen it's to it. It's extremely interesting. And I listened to the one. story. It's a fucked up story that he has with this whole job and his union thing. Listen to the Michael Gibbons episode. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Super sweetheart of a guy. And, you know, he told he told me, and I was doing it with John, the guitar player for Candiria at the time. And he was like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. He has a story to tell. And, and we, there's a lot. Obviously, yes, we talk a lot about leeway. But then there's a whole situation with him and his health that he puts out Oh, there. I know. I know he had some health issues. But that with his... He's okay? Kid, Is he okay? I believe he's okay. Yeah. But I know that there was a... Listen to the episode. It's crazy. I will. It's I will. It's, it's, all, it's, it's a great episode, and Mike's a great guy. 
I don't see. I don't know. I would love to see him get back up on the stage too. You know, he he's done. I, know. I mean, he, you know what? Like it's he put out like I a little solo record. I don't know anything about anything. Like I don't. I, I, I have no I don't know I don't know what the problems are okay, it's, not, oh, I, it's not my business it's not my business either. it's not my business man I just yeah. you know I'm just, I, I just like to play I like to write songs like I like to write songs I like to yeah. you know I just I dig it man yeah man you know yeah. and you know my kids are all like my son my older son lives in Boston now okay my younger son lives in Newport Rhode Island my daughter's a freshman at Rutgers okay you know she's yeah. on like, the Rutgers dance team okay. doing the football games and basketball games that's awesome you know, so like, I have a lot of. I don't have any free time. But I got it. My I'm kids, glad you made time for my, this. My kids are older. Yeah. And they're they're out like you know like empty nesters right now. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it happens fast, right? My man, my my, so my, my girl just turned nine, and it's like it's she's only nine, and it fucking blows my fucking mind. You I know. wish my daughter was nine. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm going to say that, and it's going to feel like yesterday. I'm saying this. Eighteen is. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I don't even want to think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I got to be honest. Me and my wife have been so blessed. Yeah. Our kids, like you know, they're good kids. The, like every, like we are so blessed with fantastic children. That's awesome. Like. Yeah. You know, I mean, my wife is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, she's a phenomenal yeah. person. Yeah. But, you know, she did some job. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. See, I'm not, I'm not yeah. with my daughter's mother anymore, but we're very civil and we speak. And you all have that to stuff. be, man. Yeah, absolutely, you have to be. Yeah. But I speak to her almost every day. Well, yeah. a couple times a week I speak to her. I speak to my daughter every day. But I can have my daughter whenever I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But... She's an awesome mother, and yeah, I did an episode. It's like two parts of. I just I was talking into my phone like a weirdo. I did like a whole life story thing from beginning to end, two different parts. And um, you know, I, I mentioned like when I were, when I grew up and where I grew up and the age and the time frame and the people that I was around. You know, there was no such thing as phones or the internet. So everybody's out in the streets and people are getting in trouble. And there's the, you know the deal. I'm not telling you anything yeah. you don't know. You know what I mean? I was running around like a maniac too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my daughter didn't grow up in that time. My daughter lives in Jersey. She lives in, she lives in Aberdeen. It's like suburbia. Yeah. It's a nice little school. So, and thank God. I mean, yes, she's only nine, but she's super smart. She's super polite. Yeah. I don't, I never have to in public tell her to like, she never threw herself on the ground and threw tantrums. Like, never. It's, she's a sweet kid. Yeah. Thank God. Because, you know, coming from me, it could have been fucking demon spawn. You know what I mean? I don't know. They are what you make them, man. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, she's she's very, you know, up to this point. I feel fucking blessed to have that kid. Yeah. And, God, when it comes to hopefully, you know, when, by the time she's 18. Hold on to your hat, man. Hold on to my hat. Here it comes. But at least I know that she's not growing. <laughs> up in fucking Brooklyn on Flatbush Avenue. Well, I was wrong with that, man. Uh, well, you know, yeah, well, know nowadays, you know, it's my little girl. It's different yeah. than me. It's it's my kid. 
you know, yeah. her running around. My on, mother grew up in Brooklyn. What's wrong with Brooklyn? Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm yeah. saying. Like, like me. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, like you know, if I picture my picture my daughter running around doing the things that I was doing in like 1991 on Flappish Avenue, I'd have a heart attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, plus she always said, you know, I've never been to smoke cigarettes and blah. Eh, hopefully, all that shit, you know, sticks. I don't think kids that like how could any kid today want to smoke start cigarettes? smoking cigarettes and now, now you know and I, I gotta be honest like this jewel thing yeah I think it's worse than cigarettes it might be popcorn lungs and yeah. all that shit it's yeah. terrible you know yeah well who knows but a lot of people aren't smoking cigarettes so she's not growing up around that either yeah. everybody smoked my, my whole family smoked in the house in the car I remember when you could smoke on a plane yeah. my in mother Boston. used to breastfeed me with a cigarette in my mouth dude this picture there's <laughs> a picture good. of my mother pregnant like nine months pregnant with my sister and you only see like her belly and part of her leg and you see a hand cigarette in hand but that's like Product of the times. Yeah. You know, it was totally acceptable. Absolutely. You know, you used to be able to smoke in your house. Like, I would not smoke a cigarette in my house. Oh, no. I don't care. Like, unacceptable. Yeah. Right? Like, and why would I, why would you want to do that? I know, it's weird. Like, right? I smoke cigarettes and I'm disgusted by them. Yeah. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, man, what am I going to do? Right. You know, what I need to do is quit. Is quit. Right. Yeah. Is to like, Get it, grow a set of balls and just put it down. Listen, it's my only vice left is this little friggin' vape pen. Yeah. That's it. Could be worse, man. I was just gonna say, I could be doing a lot worse things, and you could be too. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Good shit. So what else? Ah, nothing. I don't know. What do you want? You want any juice? Is there like... What do you mean? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, I know that you're crazy busy. I'm glad that you uh, made the... I'm so happy to do it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. I was like, you know, who can I hit up? I was like, you know what? I wasn't even sure where you lived. When I saw you live in Jersey on your Facebook thing, I was like, you know... See if he's fucking down. Should I hit you up? Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, of course. Man. It was easy. And I'm like right over here, and you were coming from Sakalka, so. No, uh, yeah. I had an all we had an all star game tonight in Sakalka. Did coached, you win? I could, no, I lost. Shitty. I coached a, like a youth football team tonight, okay. like an eighth grade football. It was like an all star. Like for, you know, I still like I'm involved. I run a youth football league. Yeah. You know. You know, I'm, I, I'm not coaching high school football right now, right. this year, but um, I'm still involved in, like, youth football. I'm coaching, like, the New Jersey State FBU team that represents New Jersey. We're okay. going up to Boston to play Delaware and Mass Elite. And, you know, nice. I'll always do it because That's I'm... Awesome, man. It, I, yeah, I just love it. Man. You enjoy doing it. Like, how, like, why would you stop? Like, the thing is this, like, you only have so many loves in your life, right? Yeah. Like... You meet the love of your life. Yeah. You, like, I love so many things, you know? Yeah. I love my family. I love my wife. I love music. I love football. Yeah. I love, you know, like, I... I feel like I'm so grateful yeah. that there's things that I I love. They're in my blood. They're, yeah. they're who I am. You yeah. Know what I mean? um, and some people, you know, that they, they don't they don't they don't get that. Right. You know, oh, they, I get it. Absolutely. No, but no. What I'm saying is like there's people that don't really like a whole hell of a lot. Right. You know, and it kind of yeah. sucks. Like you got to look at like how. 
you gotta be grateful for like the things that like you've been able to experience in your life. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly it's, what you're saying. Incredible. Sure, man. So, you know, like I'm almost 50 years old, and like yeah. I. I like. I still want to like write music. I want to record music. I don't. You know. Do I want to go on tour for? I can't do it. You know? Well, I can't. I got to listen. I, I financially couldn't. Could never afford to do. I have to work, man. Yeah, I got to like hustle to find a way to like live. I got kids in college and student loans. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure. You know. I mean, I I never made a dime in music. Music. Right. Even the Albro Kings album sold a million, whatever. Like, didn't make a dime. Right. I don't even. I don't know if anybody ever made it. I have no idea. Right. You know. I wouldn't be surprised if no one made any money. And then I feel so stupid. Like, how the hell do we not make any money on this? You know. But the reality is, like, you do it because you love it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the bottom line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I would love to make money off music, but I never have. Right. But you had fun and you had a fucking boatload. Actually, I did. I signed a publishing deal. Okay. I did after Dog Eat Dog, and after it wasn't going to work out for me to write and record the follow-up to All Borough Kings. Right. Which was Um, Play Games, which you were not on. Nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Um. Um, and I would have loved to have, you know, and I think direct, like, set it up, hopefully, that I could write still. Yeah. You know, like, after All Borough Kings, remember, like, we recorded All Borough Kings, and Biohazard took Doggy Dog out on the road to open on one of their European tours. Right. And I think that was a little pay, like, a little payback for when Monkey Pup took Biohazard out. Sure. Yeah. Even though Chris really is the guy that took Biohazard out of the Yeah. But um, I think we were both on Roadrunner. You know what I mean? It, yeah. made, it made sense. But that tour was, again, an unbelievable opportunity for Dog Eat Dog. Yeah. And I couldn't do the tour because my wedding was April 30th, 1994. Uh, uh-huh. And we get the Biohazard tour. And that's my wedding day. Like, Doggy Dog, the guys in the band weren't even at my wedding. Fuck. So they went on tour, and actually Paris Matthew played guitar for me on the tour. Okay. And I don't think Paris was ever, even he ever even wanted to be in the band or whatever. Right. But, like, you know, they were out on the road. Even, like, I would, you know, I flew over. We did some club. Like, but the band would, like, be out on the road. And they're pl- and then I flew in and played some like shows while they were out on the road, and then I fly home. And, yeah, you know, like it really wasn't right. They're out there, but Sean was playing guitar by himself, and then I would plug in. Gotcha. And I would have loved for the band to just play with one guitar player, and then I would do everything I could do. But like, I get it. Like they're out on the road working their balls off, and. I'm not there. So you know how that goes. Yeah. Guys, hey, well, he's not here. Like, it doesn't matter, like, who wrote what, who did what. It really doesn't matter. Right. Like, those guys have worked their ass off mm-hmm. for 29 years. Yeah. That, like, you know, 
they deserve what they have. Sure. And but I, you know. I wanted to be a part of like the next writing the next album, but Moby was not in the band anymore. Right. They got Mark the Baker to play guitar after yes. Paris. You know what I mean? And yeah. Mark was like one of the bass players of Monkey Puppet at the time, so yes. they knew Mark. And he was from Europe. So he was on what? He was on the Now record. He was on the Now album. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, and I think I wanted to be a part of writing the next album. Looking back, I wish I was. Like, I think, you know, like, you get us in the room, we're going to create something. Sure. But, you know, Mopey was gone. Mm-hmm. Brandon was the new drummer. And, like, you know, the band just changed. Yeah. And, you know, they made their album. They made, you know, then they just continued on without me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I made... I got offered like, hey, you want to make an album? So I did like, I guess they're considered kind of like a solo album that I literally finished writing, recorded. What is that called? Is that album? Can someone get that? It was like my last name. It was Na- uh, Nastasy instead okay. of Nastasy, which was the dumbest, stupidest fucking thing I could ever do. Can people get that and listen to it anyway? Yeah, I'm sure. You yeah. don't even know where? It's out there somewhere. I, the the first album was called Trim the Fat. Okay. And the second album was called Yuletide. But the second album... They dropped me because they SPV signed Motorhead. Okay. And they literally dropped. I was I recorded Yuletide. I was out on the road opening up for Shelter. Okay. The album was supposed to come out, and they showed up at a show, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna sign Motorhead, and we're gonna we're pretty much gonna drop you." Like, I like. I'm like, I'm fucking stuck out on the road opening up like fish. Like, I went off. And after that, again, I was like, fuck this, man. I yeah. don't. But when I did that deal with SPV, there was like a two-album deal. I signed a publishing deal okay. with Warner Chapel. Okay. And that was the first money I ever made playing music. No shit. They gave me, a, a, I think, a $30,000 publishing advance. Okay. No, against sales or whatever. And, like, you know, even, even when I did Trim the Fat, I went out, I went on tour all over Europe with Such a Surge. Okay. Which was a, you know, really good German band. Okay. Perfect band for me to go out on tour with. Sean actually came out played guitar for me. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I had, like, you know, I put together a band. We had a ball. Yeah. I went out. I played, like, on my own. I played, like, door festivals. When Doc Rock 1997 This was Six Okay And uh, it, was, it was all good I made the second album And The second album Was way better Than the first album right. I mean I took a year To write it But again Like I'm writing On my own It's not gonna be As good as like When I'm with a bunch These of guys or people. Yeah sure. like You know gonna, Like you always need to write with like the right people. Like you want to like create that vibe. You yeah. have to be with those people. You know? Damn right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just the way it is. You know? Yeah. So, but that was the only money I ever made playing music. Fuck. Was that advance? You know what I that's mean? That's crazy. And, yes. when, and when did you? When did you first? 
joined Monkey Pup? What year was that? I didn't know. We just well, created it. Yeah, created it? What was that? 80... 1985? Five? Jesus Christ. Five, eighty-six, maybe. Okay. You know? And it's crazy, because that happened so fast. Yeah. You know... That was like, I think that was like right when like SOD or MOD, like it was that whole Yeah, time. SOD is 85, speaking yeah, of the Speaking time. of the greatest, one of the greatest albums ever recorded. That's fucking ridiculous show. One of my most memorable shows ever, live at Budokan yeah. 92 at the fucking, Love it. at the Ritz. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. It was nuts. It was morbid, it was morbid angel agnostic front SOD. That lineup, that show. I mean, I'm sick. I've, I remember. I would never listen to Morbid Angel. I, no. I wouldn't even know what it sounds like. Two records I'm a fan of. And I don't really yeah. like death metal, but two records. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's it's not really cookie monster sounding. It's very Trey Azikthoff is a ridiculous guitar player. Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel. Altars of Madness. Listen to Altars of Madness by Morbid Angel. It's old. It's like ninety two. It's yeah. like it's it's early death. Is it metal. like death? Like the band Death? Kind of obituary-ish. Yeah. I don't like a lot of death metal. I could listen to obituary. I could listen to old Morbid Angel, one or two records. Now you're giving them the thumbs down. No, I'm not giving them. It's all right. It's, that's fine. Listen, I just don't, it's just like it's not my like. There's some stuff that you know, I can't take. Like like there's certain stuff that I like. I like. Yeah, you know. yeah, like people are black metal and all that stuff. Hey, give me one or two songs by one or two bands yeah. and I'm out. It just doesn't it does nothing for me. You know, yeah. but I listen to Old Borough Kings all day. I listen to Leeway all day. Sick of it all. Gnostic Front. Wisdom Chains all, yeah. all day long. Yeah, I gotta listen to all, like really listen to all the Wisdom Chains. That one time I saw them play live, man, I was like blown away. I was like, whoa, yeah, oh crap, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they they play this. They are Wisdom and Chains is like almost like the this is hardcore house band. They play this is hardcore every they're year. They're from Philly. They're, they're from yeah. they're from yeah. yeah they're, that's their that's their yeah turf man. There's one show for some reason because <clears throat> they have a podcast. It's called the Post America Podcast. It's Richie Crutch, uh, Evan the bass player, no Chris the bass player, and um. Joe Black, the, the singer, they have a podcast, and I think something happened with Joe. Something was going on. That was the, there was only one year out of like thirteen years that they couldn't play this hardcore, and it still burns his ass. Really? There was only one year that they didn't play, and something happened with Joe at work or family or something yeah. like that. But every year they play, and it's like the highlight for me. It's just so fucking good, man. Yeah. Incredible band. That pre-show thing was, you know, a lot of fun. That pre-show thing was awesome. At first, I knew that they weren't going to do it that year. I was tired, man. I got to tell you, that was hard work. Yeah, well, you did double duty. (laughs) You know, the the, the leeway. Like, dude, the the leeway thing and then the the doggy dog. Some of the stuff is like, I get so fast. Yeah. It's just. And you guys played the song, Born to Expire, which blew me away because I, I love don't, that song it, I love that song too yeah. but I don't think to my memory and I remember everything I don't know how I remember everything with all the drugs and the drinking I don't know how I do but I don't think I've ever seen Leeway any version of Leeway do that song live really? really yeah, yeah. don't think I've ever heard them do that song live the song Born to Expire nope was the first for me. I was I'd like, love to see them play it too, man. Oh yeah, well, I, 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 you know, I, I always, I always peek at the set list. I'm like born to. It. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first. Fun time, man. It's great. It's that great record's shit. fucking perfect. 
Yeah, man. It's great shit. And I say it a lot. I blame Eddie for the way I turned out because he fucking steered me in this direction. Yeah. Eddie's doing great, man. He is, and I give him nothing but props. I'm, like, I'm so happy for him. You me know? too. He's, like, he's fucking good. He's got, he met, he's got a fucking great girl. Super, yeah. yeah. He's like... You know, works his ass off. He's working like he loves. The, he loves it, man. This he is like he loves. He loves the songs. He's just, you know. Yeah. I'm really like I'm happy for him. Yeah, you know? me too. Like really. I support Eddie. I support Eddie with everything he does. And he's you been know, nothing but fucking cool life, with me. Fucking, yeah, he's yeah. been through hell and back. The dude has been nothing but always cool and respectful to yeah. me. He's always supported my stuff. I always supported his stuff. Yeah. Never hear me say a damn thing bad about anybody. Yeah. Way. It's great, man. You no, know, he's aces in my book, man. Yeah. You know, it's been like a joy to be around. He's a good guy. Yeah. You know. Well, you were a joy to be around tonight, Mister. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool, man. So, do you want people to bother you on the social network or anything? Yeah, like of course. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still breathing. I'm alive. Yeah. What is the social network? What do you mean? Like Instagram? Yeah, all Facebook and yeah. all that bullshit. Just Dan Nastassi Sr. Because my younger son's name is Dan, too. Yeah, but I think he's Danny. I have no idea. I think it's Danny Nastassi. I don't think they follow me. They change their names. They're like Nasso Six, D Nas, oh, A Nas. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My younger my younger son's name is Danny. Daniel. Right. Daniel. Okay. I know it's not you. Yeah. I saw he's you, he's Daniel talking. John, I'm Daniel Anthony. Okay. Just now, are, Dan, you, are Dan you on Nastassi Instagram? Senior. Yeah, Dan Nastassi Senior. On Instagram. D-A-N Nastassi N-A-S-T-A-S-I Senior Okay I don't think I'm following you on this I gotta fucking switch that up Yeah? Yeah Well I will Cool man Well You know and I haven't done this in a while Um, And I just recently changed My They call it My my handle On Instagram It was Blast Furnace Productions See I wouldn't even know That you could change Your name on Instagram You can I know but I wouldn't know that See Like I don't know Like if somebody puts up a post And I want to like Share it Or like I have no idea How to do that If I If I try to do it I'm doing it wrong Okay well When it comes to Instagram You need a separate app To repost is that it? Or I gotta get I gotta get my daughter or somebody to show me how to do it. Or that. you screenshot what it is and then crop it and then write your own stuff. Steal it. I know how to screen grab. Well then you could do that and then repost it, but then you would have to do all your typing of whatever it is or whatever. Yeah. And it's crazy because this world, like everything, promotion, everything is being done through social media. That's right. Yeah, it you is. Know? That's the that I say it all the time. reason why I'm on social media is for the podcast. I was booking shows for a while. Where were you booking shows at? At Lucky 13 in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? It was... um, Eddie did a Leeway NYC thing for me, which was really crazy because... Did you ever see Eddie play with Matty Pasta? Yeah, they played that show. They played played, played one of my shows. That guy. Matty Pasta rules. Phenomenal. Yeah. I saw them play. I'll tell you how I met up with Eddie. It was Mark Thousands, Matty Pasta. This is how I met up with Eddie. I saw that... Uh, Leeway MIC was playing at Stanhope House, which right. is out like West Jersey. I, I live like near the bridge, like in Burton County. Okay. But I saw they were playing. I called up my friend, the Fizza, Brian Fitzpatrick. The Fizza. Yeah. He's like, you know, a super talented guy. Um, but he's been a friend of mine for 30 years. And I was like, hey, Fizza, we 
gotta go see Lee Wei, you know. So we went out to go see Lee Wei NYC. Yeah, yeah Manny Pasta. Eddie, and Manny Pasta rules. Whole, I was like, I mean, he was phenomenal. Dude can fucking yeah. play. I saw him at the it. Misfit show too, and I'm like, we, I want to talk. Let's talk. You know what I mean? Maddie Pasta can like, play. I that wish, guitar, I, I felt like I wish he was like he'd still play gigs with like with us. He's like the captain of a fucking fishing boat and shit. Is he really? Yeah, like yeah. he has. He was a great guy. We met up. We talked Maddie, for a little Maddie's while. Hysterical. Maddie's phenomenal, good, man. Yeah. But what a guitar player. Unreal. He, like I, I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm not as good as him. You know, I'm just not like this. The guy was so good. They sounded so good. Dank was playing bass. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were just phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I saw Eddie. He's like, oh, what up? You know, so we started talking. Yeah. And he's like, ah, well, you know, we just started talking. Yeah, I remember. Somehow we started talking about like music and songs, and I'm like, sure. hey, you want to write some songs? And he's like, yeah, let's talk. And yeah. I was like, you know. And that's how we kind of like hooked up. I saw him play over there. Yeah. And then I got together with like him and it was Dimmy at the time. Okay. And we were just jam. I jam with Dimmy day and I was like, ah, you know, just started, yeah. started playing shit. I had songs that I had written. I was like, I wrote some new stuff and we were just jamming and then, and then that's, that's basically, and then I don't know what happened. Dimmy, uh, something with work or Probably. whatever. So I had John come down one day to jam with us. Mm-hmm. And John's a phenomenal drummer. Yeah. Yeah. I picked up I, I drove it was the Eddie Leeway show before he went to Ed, Ed Leeway NYC it was 2015 Tsunami Fest in, in Reading, Pennsylvania right. and I drove in my truck I drove everybody down there except for Eddie really? everyone down there Matty Pasta was riding shotgun and we were driving and he had on fucking headphones and his little iPod and he was listening to the track list of this, of this, the set list for the leeway yeah. shit, and he basically learned how to play the guitar in a two-hour drive. Oh, you never played with him on the maybe a practice or two, maybe. Yeah. But from I picked him up in Coney Island to Reading, Pennsylvania. He was listening to music about ha- maybe half the time, a little bit yeah. more than half the time, and outside. Yeah, I mean, when I saw him, man, he had the the sound was fantastic, and and, and they went on that night. And he killed it. Yeah. He killed it. So good. He was practicing. He was sitting in the back of my truck with the door open in the parking lot. And he was he was like, he was like, yeah, but what song is... I was like, no, that's Enforcer. And he's like, yeah, but what song is that? I was like, that's the Turnaround yeah. Face Me song. Yeah. Like, I feel bad. Like, we were talking about... You know, like, we play, like, uh, Kingpin. Like, I... I can't play that solo that Michael Gibbons played. Like, right. I, I can't do that. So, like, and like, you know what? Like, I play the way I play. So, That's it. you know, you're allowed to switch it up. It's not supposed to be the fucking copy. It doesn't matter. I, I just, fine. you know, I can't. Like, I cannot play guitar like AJ Novello plays. Like, I can't. You know, like, listen, just different. You know, right. maybe he can't play in the style of some stuff I do. I don't no, know. No, he, like, he can't. It's like handwriting, man. Yeah. You're not gonna. Everyone. That's you, why I say, like, so, like, I feel like, like it's like kind of like. Um, Get to play guitar like, like like playing like cover songs almost like of songs that I love. Yeah, you know what I mean. For sure. And you know, and, and Eddie works his balls off. Like he'll go play. You know, he has rhythm of fear back him up. He goes out on the, uh, he goes out like Midwest and he has rhythm. Yeah. And those guys are phenomenal guitar set, players. Yeah. yeah, we played uh, a they're show from, they're from Florida, right? up in yeah. Poughkeepsie. 
and he had one of the guitar players from Rhythm of Fear play. I met the guy in the dressing room. We went up and played. The guy was phenomenal solo, like great guitar player. You yeah. Know? And that's why I always say, like, I don't like. You know, Eddie will go play like, a, a, you know, he just. This is a great song. Did you see this movie? No, no, no. What movie this is? What is? What movie? Star is Born. That's no. Bradley Cooper singing. Is it, all I know is yeah. that Andrew Dice Clay plays Lady Gaga's father in it. He does, yeah. Right, that's all I know. I'll go I see thought it, it was a great that. movie, man. I heard it was great. Yeah. I want to go see Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's phenomenal. Yeah, I, but I like the soundtrack to this. Okay, I, I'm yeah, not, not cool, familiar man. with it. I want to go see Bohemian Rhapsody. I heard it's fucking My phenomenal. My wife said it's phenomenal. That's all I've heard. Phenomenal movie. And John said he saw it last night. Yeah. He said it was great. That's all I've heard. Yeah, I want to see it. I love going to the movies. Like, you know those recliner chairs now? I grew up listening to Queen, too, so. Yeah, you know, my me, father man. and shit. You, know, you like Queen? I love Queen. Yeah. I grew up listening. Like, the first album I ever got, I think, was a Doors album. Okay. I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Soft Parade. Okay. And then I immediately was like, oh, my God. And then I heard... Texas radio and the big beat and I was uh-huh. like whoa like American Poet yeah all those old Kiss albums and then I got like I think the first Kiss album I got was a live one that's a, that's a lot of people say that yeah I think it was the first ki- and then I was like oh my god and this kid you know yeah and then once I got like Sabbath albums I was like oh yeah. boy yeah see, like, and I was like hooked you know? yeah of course like, like all the hooked. Queen stuff I grew up listening to that never you know, listen to that Rush in my house never listen to Rush I, never listen not to a fan. too musical for me I like it was just on in the, the background. Beat. I like the, the the groove of a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that shit would, would be on. I remember my father had a huge record collection, and there would be a lot of Queen, a lot of Joe Cocker, a lot of, even like Neil Diamond, a lot of yeah, Zeppelin, no. a lot of Floyd yeah. in the house. But I always remember, and I think Queen sticks out in my head a lot, because the jazz record had the song Fat Bottom Girls on it. And if you get the vinyl, the original, and you open up the layout, there's all the topless girls with bicycles. It's a huge gate. Really? And they're all girls with all their tits hanging out, and they all have bicycles. And I remember as a little kid looking at it, and it was cool, though. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you know, sure like, it was. It was fine, you know what I mean? So I remember that, and just a whole bunch of just queen in the house, a lot of it. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's, it's just embedded in my head from it being, you know, from a kid, you know? And then... But I saw the coming attractions to it, and the guy who plays Freddie Mercury, especially with his, with his shades on, looks exactly like really? him. Looks yeah. exactly like him. Like, like there was like screenshots, like split shots of like him at like Live Aid, like Freddie Mercury, and then the, the movie. And I mean, down to every detail of every rhinestone, even really? his underarm hair is like the same length. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, I want to see it. I have to go I see, see it. it. Yeah. So, but it's it. fucked up because like I I work from three to midnight. You know what I mean during the week. So it's like, what am I going to do? Go during the day? Yeah. You know what I mean? Best so, time, man. Maybe, yeah, maybe I should. Nobody there. It's awesome. Fucking... And isn't it cheap? It's half price. Yeah. Hey, man, can't beat a good deal. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Be a little frugal. Gotta save every penny. That's it. <laughs> For that little girl, Jesus yeah, Christ. Damn right, man. Yeah. That fucking Crazy. college comes in. You. Oof. Yeah, I'm not even thinking that far. I'm grateful. Like. 
my kids, you know, they got a lot of help in college, like football or whatever. And my daughter's super, you know, really good student. Yeah. You know, like so proud of her. It's yeah. Crazy, but like, you know, she's a she actually in Rutgers business. Awesome. And but it's you know, thank God it's a state school. It's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. She got a little scholarship for Rutgers business. Busy, like you have your kids, man. Keep them on a schedule. Yeah. Keep them on. I was talking to uh, Danny Schuler. Okay. At we doggy dog, we just played with E Town Concrete. Yes, I was supposed to go to that show. And uh, I tell you, it was fucking packed, man. E Town plays there once a but, year and they sell it out every year. Yeah. Like, you know, he's got like 50 kids or something. He's got like five kids. Yeah. And uh, every, like, any, hey, man, yeah, this one's here. His son plays football. Now he's got two sons. One's playing drums. What? But the deal is, and I, what, I mean, I did raise three kids. Right. And I think we did as good of a job as we could have possibly yeah. done. Listen, it sounds but like you did it a great is about job. keeping your kids on a schedule, whatever they're interested in. Yeah. Like, my kids like sports, my sons. I don't care if they were into painting right. or chess. Right. Keep them on a schedule. Get them involved. Like, when your kids are on a schedule, and, and especially in high school and college, yeah. if your kids got to wake up at 5 a.m. for a 5.30 a.m. to get to a 6 a.m. Lift and but it keeps him out of trouble. Sure. He's on a team. It's the greatest thing about football, man. It's like a yeah. life lesson. Sure. Like people don't. You're responsible it. for the dude next to you. And if you don't. No, I'm dead serious. Like, no, I said absolutely. You no, I, I got a job. Know. Like so. Um, but I'm a big believer in like once a kid doesn't really have anything to do and they're sitting home playing these stupid fucking video games all the time. Mm-hmm. And shit, not that they're like. My kids play video games, right. but like, but there's a limit. They can't take their life over. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, my daughter's at Rutgers right now. She, man, she's got dance practice every day, and it, it, she's on a schedule. She's got to yeah. do her homework, and it just keeps them out of trouble. And I bet she, enjoys, I bet she loves yeah. it. Whatever they love to do. Yeah. Whatever it is, man. Like yeah. if your kid likes to play badminton, right? Let him, get him in a badminton league or whatever. You know, whatever. I would, it might think, be. I would think that my kid was weird. <laughs> Kid, what the hell did you brought you to badminton? Yeah, but, well, all right. You know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, <laughs> secret to parenting. Keep yeah. your kids involved and moving. and You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, one day, they're all going to be gone, and you're not going to be on a schedule anymore, uh-huh. and you're not going to have to beat you to like, get them, and you're just like, what am I going to do? All right. You know. Yeah. And now they fly on their own, hopefully. Yeah. Listen, you just got to try your best. That's all you can do, man. It's crazy. My son's 24 years old. Nuts. And it's crazy because wow. I'm only 36 and he's yeah, right. 24. I know. It's you nuts. Know? Is that it's nuts? It's fucking early, man. <laughs> oh, creepy little kid. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking little creep. <laughs> Awesome. All right, man. All right, man. Well, you have you have a far drive from here. How far? No, are you? I yeah. live in River Edge, so we're in. I don't. I don't know. Where, in, I don't know how far this is. We're in, well, I'm not familiar. Don't ever drink that Dunkin' Donuts coffee, man. It's poison. I'm telling you. I'm about to. They're get killing it. you. Of course they are. It's poison. Listen, this foam cup. Yeah. This foam cup weighs. Let's say it weighs two ounces. Right. It's foam. Right. You put hot coffee in it. Yeah. You drink that coffee. Yeah. 
how come after you drink the coffee in the cup, and now it has residue inside of it, right? Sure. So you'd think that this cup now weighs more. Right. Why does it weigh less? Because we're drinking Because you're drinking fucking foam, man. That's right. That's why I only drink 7-Eleven coffee out of paper cups. Well, listen. Even if I, even if I drank this piss. Right. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. It's disgusting. I even love if it. I, I hate Dunkin' Donuts. I love Even it. if I drank it, I would right. ask it for a lot in a latte cup. Okay. So you're not being poisoned drinking foam. I love it. You know what I mean? But you know what's fucking weird? Is that, is that, is that, is that, it's one of my fucked up theories. No, it's, listen, you're allowed to have your theories. People say, oh, because it's for the planet, the, you know, you shouldn't use the styrofoam. But the one in Brooklyn, right around the block from my school that I'm at fucking five, six times a day, they have paper cups. They yeah. don't serve the styrofoam. Yeah. yeah. So where we're at right now, they got to get with the times. Yeah, hell yeah, man. But I'm going to get another, I'm going to get an extra large Just one. 7-Eleven right down the road over here. I'm going to hit it up on my way home. Yeah, I'm going to get another one of these, though. I'm going to drink some foam. Yeah. Yeah, go hang out. All right, man. Go, this was uh, awesome. Yeah, man. This is absolutely fun. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so Dan Nastasi Sr. on Instagram. And like I was saying before, I switched my name. On, if you already follow me, it doesn't make a difference. But it's now it's at The Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Like everything else on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen, it's The Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Instagram, it's the same. The only thing, there's too many letters for my Twitter shit to be that. So it, that's Blast Furnace NYC. I'm over here now. I'm over here now. I'm over here now. And now we're going to be over there now. Yeah. Later.